Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. Well, a bit of back and forth when it comes to what the Fed might do. First, we have the FMC rate meeting where there are some expectations that it could start to dial back on its rate hike policies. And then, then came the US jobs report last Friday indicating a really robust jobs market, a reading of over 500,000, more than double the consensus forecast. So that is now leaving more room for the Fed to do more. Let's unpack your Chow Chanana. She is the market strategist for Sexo Capital Markets in Singapore. Morning, Charu. How's your Monday going so far? Morning, Ryan. Yeah, it's good. Let's see if the you know activity that we saw in last <laughs> week uh, could continue this week as well. Well, there is no shortage of that happening. So let's unpack <laughs> it first with the latest in the jobs market. We've been talking about a rather robust jobs market in the US right now. How strong is it right now for you? So I think obviously we saw this uh, shocking 517k gain for January, but you know that's not all. I think the surprise also came from the fact that there was a net revision in the last two months of data of plus 71k. So you know, all this while that we've been thinking that the labor market is still tight, but it is starting to loosen a little bit. I think that was also kind of, you know, uh, eroded a little bit. I think uh, the fact remains that the labor market is pretty tight and it was a very, you know, broad-based strength that this report showed. So obviously the headline NFP number, but also, you know, unemployment rate, average hourly wage growth, everything was, I think, pretty robust um, from last week's report. And um, especially coming at a point when Powell was starting to talk about disinflation at last week's meeting. This was obviously one shocker that we got last week. Yeah, Charo, there was uh, some earlier talk about how we might actually see rate cuts come the second half this year. Now, this robust jobs data, is this pretty much off the table? Uh, I think it will be it will be important for the markets to kind of continue to look out for more of this you know labor market strength. I've been talking about how the focus is really shifting from CPI, which was like the big thing in the last three or four or five months, uh, as to whether it's cooling or not. But now it will be all about labor markets and how much room does it allow for the Fed to really continue to rate hike uh, to do its rate hikes, but also to kind of pause and not pivot. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as the unemployment rate does not go substantially higher from here. There will be no reason for the Fed to really start cutting rates later on this year. Yeah, let's talk about how the US dollar is reacting so far. And of the strong jobs report, we've seen the yields on the bonds going up. And that supported the US dollar to some extent. The Korean won, for example, is now down by 1% so far this morning. I think it will be really interesting to watch the U.S. dollar this week. You know, I think obviously the the yield story certainly is going to, you know, have some room to kind of develop further this week because we do have a lot of uh, Fed speakers on the wires and we also have Chairman Powell again, Mm. I think, speaking on Tuesday. So I think uh, whether they continue with that dovish rhetoric that they started last week or they kind of give some more weight to uh, the labor market report, I think that will be important. But along with all that, you know, we have some of the other factors also potentially supporting the USD this week, including US-China tensions, you know, Mm. with all that balloon story that we've had flying around over the weekend. Um, And then this morning, we heard um, about the Bank of Japan's, uh, you know, possible new governor could be a Davish deputy governor that they have right now, Amamiya. So that's obviously bringing the focus back on yen weakness, which will again support the US dollar this week. Yeah, Cherry, help us unpack what's happening with BOJ. So you've got the number two possibly taking over his boss. Why would that be, you know, a more uh, extension of um, what we've been seeing in the past few years? 
Um, I think the whole idea here is that there was a lot of expectation going into the market about a potential BOJ pivot. Uh, so I think the market has started to believe the fact that uh, BOJ needs to either tweak or do away with its yield curve control policy. But the only reason that it's being held uh, back is because we have a very dovish governor, Kuroda, and uh, he uh, is kind of emphasizing Mm. that we need to see uh, some wage gains before we really, uh, you know, do any tweaks to the policy. I think that whatever inflation he has seen so far in the economy has been discounted as, you know, it's coming from external factors, so it's not good enough a reason to tweak policy. Now, Amamiya and um, Kuroda are like, you know, they are like brothers, they are like two peas in a pod. So you would expect that the same rhetoric would continue. So that's just thrashes the expectations that we're building up about a potential pivot in Bank of Japan's policy. Sorry, guys, it's not going to shake the boat to that sense. Uh, and looking at what we have also in the coming week or coming days, we've got the Australian Central Bank in action. And it looks like, by and large, everyone's looking for a ninth rate hike. How high is it going to be? Because inflation there is not going away yet. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, after the last meeting, there was some expectation that uh, that the RBA could pause. But looking at the inflation number, it doesn't look likely that they, you know, they could pause as soon as this. So I think, yeah, the markets are looking for a broader 25 basis points this week. But the bigger question really will be whether they do indicate a clear pause, something like the Bank of Canada did, even Bank of England kind of, you know, hinted at that. Or will it really keep the door open for one more rate hike in this quarter? I think inflation really is a problem. And now with China's reopening, there is still potentially some upside possible in inflation from here as well. Uh, So I do think that keeping the door open for more rate hikes, at least a few more, like one more, would make more sense, I guess. Right. So that's going to keep the focus on the Australian dollar, which is actually down 2.5% in the past week. And also a driver for markets this week will be the earnings coming through. And we have actually quite a few interesting companies to look out for. Adani companies, for example. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I think Adani companies are getting a lot of focus now after $100 billion of losses that they've seen over that last week. Uh, So I think, of course, confidence is really weak right now. We have Adani Green Energy, I guess, reporting, uh, perhaps a few more as well. But I think, I mean, there's nothing to suggest to me from if I look at their numbers that, you know, the Adani firms cannot really service their near-term debt obligations. Uh, so from that perspective, I think that is one big question that is on the investors' minds right now. You know, so of course, I think it will be key for them to answer or you know have a coherent response to all the fraud allegations that they have had, but also still show uh, that their debt trajectory is sustainable. And Adani Green Energy is actually one of the heavily leveraged companies in the group. So certainly interesting to watch uh, how that um, earnings comes around. Yeah, a lot. I'm um, watching out for any potential spillover effects and possibly contagion as well and explosion on the uh, banking side. And also Toyota and SoftBank will be in action. What are we looking out for here? Um, so yeah, Toyota, I think uh, they are expected to report a solid revenue growth, you know, because the demand for cars is coming back. But then again, you know, we had Ford reporting last week. If that is any guide, then we could potentially have another negative surprise here. Um, I think uh, also kind of interesting to see if they do, you know, make that move towards EVs, uh, the value chain for EVs, you know, the battery metals or something. I think that's something most of the auto companies are looking to do at this stage and who will be 
be the first mover really you know kind of defines the equation um softbank also like you said yeah i mean we have seen tech pressure kind of ramp up in the last few uh, days as well so it's again interesting to watch but i think for softbank the bigger focus really is on how much or whether or not they really announce a buyback because they kind of skipped that in november so i think that's certainly on the radar for investors yeah, another angle on Toyota is, is CEO and President Akio Toyota is stepping down. Uh, this is something he announced last month and he's going to be replaced by Chief Branding Officer Koji Sato. So lots to watch out for in the coming week. And helping us unpack it just now is Charo Chanana. She is the market strategist for Sexo Capital Markets in Singapore. Charo, thanks for your time this morning and we'll catch up again with you soon. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Good day and a good week to you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.